Are you a tattoo artist who's stuck in a rut? Do you want to level up your game and you don't know how? If you watch today's episode, we're going to tell you how you can break out of a rut and level up your game. Welcome back to episode three, No Filter Tattoo Podcast. I might miss that intro. We're back with Art Ninja Theo, Mm -hmm. Spike Loyal Tattoo, Tez, aka Cosmic Cap. (laughs) And we have a new guest today. She is the queen of what? Flowers, my dear. Flowers. Of where? Here in ATL. Alright, so this is, uh, if you didn't know, this is Emily Wynn, aka Winning Tattoos, one of the artists here. At Golden Anchor Tattoo. Win, win, win. And uh, it's, it's a cool episode because she's our first guest on this podcast. And um, when we bring guests on, we want to kind of introduce the guests, kind of give you guys a little backstory of their style, how long they've been tattooing, just so you kind of get to know that artist on a, um, a more personal level, right? Before we just kind of get into the whole nitty gritty of the episode. So, Emily, uh, tell us how long you've been tattooing for, right? I've been tattooing for about four to five years now. Okay. What's like, if you can describe your, like, what, what's some of your favorite things you like to tattoo, right? Um, obviously flowers. Um, mm-hmm. I do. What, like, what style, you would say? Um, I have a mix, more illustrative, a little bit mm-hmm. of watercolor. Okay. Versatile. Mm-hmm. Yep. A little fun mm-hmm. lines here and there. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay, cool. And would you say, like, you also like to do other things? Like, I know you, you do a lot of stuff with, like, the feminine figure and stuff like that as mm-hmm. well, and, and skeletons. Yep, anything spooky. Um, I love anatomy. Anything that has to do with the female figure, the curvier the better. Um, you definitely like spooky. She scared me with the rat in her room. Yeah, I like spooky what? shit. Yeah. Okay, okay. So, at what point did you know you wanted to be a tattoo artist in your life? I went to a car show with my dad and saw a blue-haired lady that uh, had a bunch of tattoos. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't want to be her, but damn, she looks cool. The opposite of Ariel. Yeah, I was like, She's that's like, I'm wild. Blue-haired. And What's from up? then on, I was like, tattoos, man, those that's it. And anytime we'd go to a restaurant, Kroger, mm-hmm. got my coins, went to the little vending machine up at the front where mm-hmm. you get the little you know stick on tattoos mm-hmm. and... Hit the ground running. How old were you when you first started drawing? Uh, I'm pretty sure. I don't know how my mom did it, but I had to have had a crayon or a pencil in utero because it was like <laughs> from from the get go, I was drawing on the walls. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like you just got a bunch of drawings on your walls right now in your booth. Mm-hmm. Man, ain't that it's very hilarious? Simil- it's very similar. <laughs> You still got paint. You still got drawings on your mom's walls. Out of paint. Yeah, just recently we started. Well, we did a bunch of renovating, and now I'm finally able to put up all of the paintings that have been. So the habit just never left, huh? Never. Never. So do you do you paint a lot? Yes, now, I you paint. You say a lot. Well, like, oh, give us a number. I would say I paint about um, three to five Dang. paintings in a week, mm, I'm but. Sorry. I rotate through them. Mm. So if I'm using a specific color, mm-hmm. so then I'm not having to put out an entire spread of red, blue, green, all of that. I just stick to one hue mm-hmm. and then rotate through. Mm-hmm. So then that way I'm not necessarily pouring out too much ink. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, so that's a new method. Okay. Okay. So, um, like the paint, is there, is there anything else that you're passionate about in your life outside of tattooing and painting? Um, I mean, I knit and I crochet a bit. Okay, sure. um, I made you a blanket. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm working on some, some scarves and whatnot for the coworkers. Mm-hmm. Seven, know? I already got his. I mean, Jealous. He, he was a guest spot person. I'm so. a guest. 
Yeah, somewhere, right? Yeah. Bryson said he's not important. I know, right? I mean, it's Christmas. <laughs> Damn. I can't wrap it up for you and let you be special? Yeah, he's the only one in the Jolly Spirit with this on. Oh, okay. All I right. see you. <laughs> so, um, let me ask you a new question then. Uh, if if you weren't a tattoo artist, what would you be? Mm. All right, know what I'd be. Ooh, I don't want to play the card, but I might be a deadbeat where I would get pregnant by somebody. And then just okay, that was a lot of that shit. <laughs> yeah, um, I don't know, that's a nah, career. no, a it's career? not a career, but a career? I mean, honestly, like you could have said massage there, but then that way I can legitimately skin be skin. like, I gotta be home painting. I'm sorry with the kid. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I would probably, I don't want to be graphic I would designer, never be a teacher because fuck them kids. Um, <laughs> pretty much. Hey, sure. It, right, I mean, it. honestly, it would have to be something super niche and specific. Like, I don't even want to say it, but like maybe a coroner or like funeral home director or some shit. Oh, people die every day? Yeah, because yeah. like I like to be useful. And as a lot of my clients know, I like to way. kind of have my heart, you know, open for them. And it can be really raw so, like, and emotional be at times. Yeah, yeah. Make, make them beautiful what... after they die. Exactly. <laughs> Give you a, a nice loving memory where you see them the last time and it's like, damn, she looks yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I can see that. I can see that. <laughs> All right, that's cool. Um, if you could tattoo one thing for like the rest of your your tattoo career or every day, right? What would it be? Flowers. Flowers. Okay. Flowers. You got a like favorite flower? Um. Well, I don't want to say it's my mom's favorite flower, but I've slowly grown to love it uh, over time. It's the peony. I mean, I like There's been plenty of times it's I didn't know what a flower was right yeah. that I was drawing. I just showed it to Emily. Emily, what's like this flower? Three flowers. That's actually how I scored a client. He was like, I don't know what this, this flower is. And I was like, I can definitely give you a strong 27 flower. 27? Yeah. Hey, I had to do some research. Yeah, That's more than me. I, I got books on them. Like, <laughs> whole I know, books. like five. See, yeah, I'm, I'm about to get some rose. And honestly, like, I just know how flowers look in tattoo form. Like, right. half of them, if I saw them in real life, I wouldn't even, like, oh, that's what that flower that's actually looks like. Nope. <laughs> I, I make sure I get it all the way down to almost like the flowers and anatomical level. Because I'm like, well, somebody else may not realize it or notice it, but somebody who has the eye or that has that common imagery, they're going to say, I think I know what that flower is, and then that's gonna be able to have some other emotion that comes from it. Because most of the time, people when they see a tattoo that they recognize, like, oh, I know what that is. It gives you a little bit more common ground to maybe start a conversation other than nice tat. You know, because <laughs> mm-hmm. how many times do we get that? A lot. What would be your least favorite flower to tattoo? I would well. I don't want to say orchids. Those are just. I was going. I was thinking that in my head. They orchids. look like they vaginas. They just look weird. And they. I mean, <laughs> I not, not alien flowers. Yeah, not that there's anything wrong with that, but it's really hard when it comes to tattooing them, unless it's either the most realistic version of it or the straight-on headshot of it, because mm. at an angle, it looks like some sort of alien being. Like predator. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I'll say that from the um, side view. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. Do I got any? I know I got some flowers. I don't like tattooing. Don't like I, trees. Yeah, I don't like trees. Those I guess the trees. Yeah, I definitely don't like. It ain't flowers, but you know they they, they I mean, go hand in hand. I mean, photosynthesis. I'm not the biggest fan of doing honeysuckles, just because they're yeah, such I used to delicate when I was a little, kid. little little flowers. Mm, that's but... a Mississippi thing for me. I see. I see, man. Okay, so you got. 
I like I like that. We got to got to know you a little bit on a more personal level. So why we brought you on sh- the show today? Um, Not this shit. We keep real Right <laughs> But uh Brock uh, I felt like it was actually A great timing Because you Tez and Bryson Just came from A seminar In Frisco, Texas Frisco And Today's episode Is, is themed about Seminars right uh, That's the whole The tagline right Why we uh How you can Get out of that rut How you can level up Your career A lot of tattoo artists Just don't take advantage Of tattoo seminars A, a lot of artists We'll put on these seminars, and you you don't see a lot of artists just go. Honestly, it's like, is and why why is that? I don't. Know, we'll kind of get more into that, but let's talk about you you guys' experience this past was it last weekend, right? Yeah, yeah this past weekend. Okay, it was yeah. it was a seminar with Eden Tattoo Yeah, Studio, yeah. Right? Eden Tattoo Studio. So um, mm-hmm. who who is Eden like? Who is it ran by? What what caliber of artists are they? Where um, are they at? So the presenter, the the main lady, her name's Diana. Um, her and her husband own Eden. Um, what is it? Eden Tattoo Studio. Uh, Eden like? Bodies. Yeah, ah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Eden Bodies Art Studio. Sorry, I was, I was, I was trust me, when I was there, I was sleepy. I, I, was, <laughs> I was just trying to stay awake. Oh uh, yeah, but um, what was his name? Uh, what was the question again? Um, just like what kind of caliber artists are they? Oh, as far as the caliber artists, uh, that'd be more of the top tier artists. Of uh, the most of them, been on Ink Master, uh-huh. you know, Black Ink Crew stuff of that nature. Like a variety of styles that they do. Yeah, like, mm-hmm. you got some that do uh, black and gray realism. Some that just do color realism. They had a presenter that did a uh, fine line uh, tattoo. Okay. Yeah, she, um, and she's been tattooing and neo traditional. Yeah, she was like the least. Like and our work was was like fire. Oh yeah, yeah. like definitely. You think fifteen years plus? There was a lot of information that I got from her alone that I knew I could implement to my own work. Given oh, and she's from Georgia too. Mm -hmm. She used to work at uh, Cloak and Dagger. She'll be here for two weeks during the Christmas. I think she's probably here now. uh, Taylor something. Yeah, her name's Taylor. Yeah, Taylor Fest. There's a lot of talent coming out of Georgia. Mm-hmm. That's what's up. Don't sleep on it. Mm-hmm. Don't sleep on it. Who right? cities is this? Uh, this is our city. That's what I'm talking about. I hope for a different answer uh, in the future. So, this seminar, who who found out about it? Like, which one of you guys found out about it? We kind of all found out about the same time, but um, the one that initiated probably was Bryson. Bryson, okay. Yeah. Getting what? tattooed by you that day. And what, like, what caused you to, like, like I want to go to the seminar? Oh, shoot. No lie. I was just on Instagram looking at reels, and then it just popped up. I said, oh, what's going on? He was like, you want to be better? I was like, I do. <laughs> yeah, then I was just I like, I came in the next day. I was like, oh. Yeah, I remember Emily was in the back probably drawing. I was like, yo, Emily. She's like, what? Like, so, Come in. Oh, that's the name. Deanna James. Yeah. Okay, so do, do you guys, you guys are already following her on Instagram. Yeah. Oh, so, I just followed her the day before okay. I announced that I was going. So you would say that's a good way to... The fine seminars is to follow these these yeah just look artists, artists, artists yeah. who mm-hmm. tend to put them on mm-hmm. yeah okay because they all kind of know each other too. yeah That's and the they thing. all present like other things uh, yeah that that was definitely a f- close niche I know a few of them does okay. do the um, explore uh, sem- uh yeah yeah I think yeah. they kind of move locations every year yeah. that's something I've been wanting to go to so I try to definitely add that to the list next year mm-hmm. um but okay cool so you guys found, saw it on Instagram. Then uh, I'll decide to go, and that's Same cool. Time. Yeah, that's that's cool that all y'all went together as a shop. Mm-hmm. But um, oh, uh, uh, Tattoo Fiesta was there too. Another okay, uh, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. two yeah. two yeah. artists from there. So which I would y'all have went if you were gonna go alone, like nobody else from the yeah. shop? Yeah, um, 
But I think it's always better to either go, even if it's not in the same shop, if you have the same person who's passionate about the same level of tattooing that you want to do, you definitely would just say, hey, two is better than one. I I know a lot of people we talked to at the seminar, they was a little surprised that uh, as many of us from the same shop actually went. So not that many artists were from the same shop? Yeah, a lot of them... Uh, let them say it was like pulling teeth trying to get like some of their other artists to go. Hey, what kind of shop you running in here, Theo? I'm trying to get everybody to grow, right? Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, hey, I, I thought it was, honestly, it really put things into perspective for me in general, knowing from all the other artists that I talked to, basically all of them saying like, hey, none of the other artists at our shop ever go to seminars. They don't take time to go learn. They Especially if it's... Actually, I have they to, do to give to credit to the girls that were sitting in front of us. They were from Canada. Yes. Yeah, I think it was... From my perspective, it was three. Three, yeah. Yeah. I don't know about the other ones that was more in front of y'all. I love to see, I love to see people, people like going far, you know, distances and lengths to, to learn yep. and get better. Because at the end of the day, it's, I mean... If you're not getting it from the, the shop you're at, and I mean, you, or I mean, you, you may be around some great artists, but yeah. eventually you're gonna learn all their their tricks and tips mm-hmm. that they know. So it's like you gotta branch outside of that. Yeah, and the seminars are a great way to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, so you would say like a lot of artists who were attending were were nervous and anxious. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So and, and that's another good point. To, How many to artists up. was there, Lord? Uh, 150. 150. Okay. So and probably most of them were nervous you know they nervous the presenters were nervous. nervous oh yeah they definitely was nervous yep. so they were like hey heads up first time doing this yeah, they, was, they were stumbling a little bit right. when they was presenting it was like yeah one trip to it was like bit, but I was bear like, with me <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean it's it's always nerve-wracking being you know amongst your peers and not knowing people having to talk to people but so would you say by the end of the seminar you, you guys got pretty comfortable and like oh, made friends yeah. after like Probably the first hour, like, uh, I spoke to this guy named Cooper. He's in Texas. He's okay. a real good guy. He's real good with color. But I remember he said he wanted to, it was his first seminar. So I kind of actually told him, hey, like, this okay. is what to expect. Now, I'm not going to say you're going to get a while. If you get a while, like, tip, trick, that that's great. Mm-hmm. But it's either going to tell you you're on the right path or you're going to take something a little bit. Okay, so yeah. as long as you, you grab that one, like, mm-hmm. good... He did say he learned something. I was like, yeah, so was how was your first seminar, man? He was like, oh, it was good, man. Nah, I, I definitely agree with that. Like, I've I've taken a lot of seminars, and sometimes I've, I've known, like, most of the info that I learned from that seminar, yeah. I mean, or I, that I gathered from that seminar already, but I might have learned, like, one new trick or two new mm-hmm. tricks, and honestly, to me, if I was learning something new, then it was worth it, you know, it's like... Yeah, like the... the uh confirmation of you know what right. you're doing that's another thing too yeah it's like that's a good feeling when you go to a seminar and a lot of the techniques you're doing is are the same techniques that the presenter is doing mm-hmm. so at least you know like, okay like i was on the right track like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not like, crazy. i'm not crazy yes. <laughs> <Right>. yeah. <laughs> exactly um okay so and it's a growing seminar too because the first one was how many uh i think like 10 or 12 and then the previous one was 50 oh, and uh i actually spoke to now. the guy in the food court his name was mark mm-hmm and he was telling me he was there last year at the, okay. so, at the with the fifty on. people. Yeah, yeah. yeah. With, the, with the fifty people. Ah. Yeah. So I'll let you know. It's, it's a quality seminar being put on. And um, you said it's, it's how many artists presented that weekend? Six. Mm-hmm. Six artists. And so you might me ask, how much did y'all pay for this seminar? Uh, eight hundred. Eight hundred for for six seminars, which was days. worth over, it over two days. And I recommend yeah. you go to the uh, hotel that they uh, was located in. 
Yeah. Oh, so what's special about that hotel then? Oh, it was connected to the mall. Lartez and Emily. Well, this man was buying his drip there, man. Oh, You're right. We got there a day early, and he's like, "Ah, I need some comfy shoes. Yeah. Let's go to the mall." And it was like, "Oh, okay. hey, actually, you, you got a mall." Remember Lartez, yeah, you, you you walk out yeah. of the hotel, it's like I like this fact. But right to the point where they they did talk about his drip, man. Hey man, Texas. They looked at me. They was just like. You I just like the, the yeah, Atlanta man. best war show, man. He had the best drip out of all of us, I would say. Man, he, he was definitely spitting. <laughs> so, the bowl is um, tropical. tropical. <laughs> uh, so you guys at the seminar, six presenters. Um, what? So did they tattoo live there, or did you just like presented notes? And it was more of, PowerPoint. Yeah. Did they give you guys notes like? Yeah, they actually printed out a whole booklet. That bitch was laminated. Yeah, laminated. See, yeah, that's spirals and everything. Let me tell you, I took a lot of seminars, probably like over ten at least, and bring your own tap. I that. And they wrote the notes right? That's what I'm saying. To make you, I never got notes like pre-made notes at a seminar. So that's that's crazy. That's definitely a good look for them. They gave you a pen just for you to write it down. They gave you bag or something. Goodie bag. Okay. Um, aftercare ointment. Uh, See, that's what's up. That's stickers. Off of 800, that's a great. Honestly, I'm, yeah, I'm right gonna tell you guys, 800 might sound like a lot to some certain artists. But it's an investment, man. Yeah. Like I, I like... hate to say it, but you know, with the expense of tattoos and how expensive those are, if you're a quality artist, how do you think you're gonna level up at all if you're not spending at least a fraction of what you would be? charging your clients yeah. like you have to invest in yourself in order mm -hmm. to push yourself to the next level so then you can be justified and mm -hmm. maybe charging a little bit more yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, that's that's one of the points they made is like oh just because you came to the seminar you should be charging more mm -hmm. yeah you, you invest more into your career which is in turn will better your work. Oh, dude, that so, was cold, right? Yeah, that's why you work so many calls now. Colton? Colton? Yeah. He's not even a tattoo artist, but oh, yeah. business wise, yeah, he's I have to give him credit. Yeah, no. I have, I have to give him a lot of credit. That's something you can learn not only just like technical tattoo stuff at seminars, but you learn like a lot on the business end. Yeah. Like social media. Social media, right? So what what, what do they teach you? Like, what's one tidbit from social media you learn from that seminar? Hashtags are dead. I, I remember he never, said something. Me, so. <laughs> yeah, the hashtags are dead. And definitely type your captions uh, on your uh, profile on either TikTok, mm -hmm. Instagram. Yeah. Um, make sure you put like. Tattoo artists and the location. Yeah, so it basically is social media now, as of now, um, they're pushing things off of keywords. So basically, yeah. stuff that people t uh, research, mm. like tattoo or specifically what that tattoo is, whether it be floor or anime. Okay. Or, you know, so, so write descriptive. Yeah. Like, the more descriptive, captions. the better. Yeah. yeah. So he okay. was basically saying um, TikTok, Instagram, email, and traction. Okay. For the clientele in that order, it was like a triangle pinpoint diagram that made a lot of sense. Uh, he definitely said, Don't put TikTok videos on your Instagram because yeah. why are you going against the competition? Like, yeah. that, that's, how, that's how they look and at it. And as far as what we've learned, um, TikTok is for getting at new reach. Yes. Because it's really just pushing, it's not yeah. pushing to your followers, it's pushing to new people. Right. Mm -hmm. And Instagram is more curated to like the people following you. I agree with that. Yeah. I, I definitely feel like Instagram is better suited for like, bringing actual clients yeah. and then TikTok's more like just getting your people out there. Yeah, your info and then really the goal of TikTok is to get them to go to your Instagram. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But like right now, you said you get a lot of people off TikTok, right? Yeah, uh, usually tattoo on TikTok live. 
So and, you think uh, that's a good method? Yeah, some people want to see some. Some people it's hard to believe that though. you do your own artwork, even though you show them I, your I've tattoo. Heard, I've heard you got kicked out of some lives on TikTok. It was actually based off your client telling his whole uh, nah, dating nah, I mean, story. I'm about you, you went oh, to other people's TikTok. Oh, oh, the scratchers. Oh yeah, man, screw y'all, man. Y'all be telling me. You out here bullying people on TikTok? No, I try to give advice. This person tattooing without a glove. Well, I mean, clearly they don't want to know better. Oh well. They want Hep C and all the other. I mean, they usually like that's tattooing on themselves. So. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But um, so okay, so you guys learn a lot from social media. What else do they cover? Like, so there's like an artist for each style. Yeah. A little bit, not necessarily each style, but they had a uh, fine line. They okay. had Float. color realism. They had black and gray realism. Black and gray realism. They had large scale black and gray. Mm-hmm. And, and then the obsession of. No, loving your tattoo craft neo-traditional okay. and the uh, baroque style that diana does okay mm-hmm. so a lot of different styles and then you said that they all kind of mentioned one thing that like, good artists were obsessed with, with yeah kevin art. kevin he was talking about making sure you're in love with your craft like mm-hmm. he was okay, more talking good, yeah. about that okay so he's talking more on like the passion side like, yeah the passion uh, side yeah. Okay. and that um sometimes you will hit a wreck where you kind of like fall out of love with your passion. Mm-hmm. So it's just, it's good to have like a healthy balance of like something else to kind of compensate for that. I, I agree. Like, I definitely feel like all artists are going to go through that rut in where they're just kind of like in a funk. Maybe they're not doing the, the type of pieces that they want to do or they're Not just, even that decompressed. He was more yeah, like, no, like, like real life stuff. Yeah, or just yeah. like, uh, yeah, yeah much like, real life shit. We have a life outside of tattooing too. So, yeah. so if you're not, taking, I love sports. If you're not yeah. taking care of your body, if you're not giving yourself a creative outlet outside of tattooing, if you're neglecting relationships with your family or friends, yeah, like they they really went into a whole other level good. of more than just the technical aspect of it, but just hey, being a, an artist, be a human, be a human too, because <laughs> you'll be surprised how much more yourself you feel when you start putting your actual needs first. Mm-hmm. You feel and, more fulfilled. Yes. Mm-hmm. No, that's, that's a great point, and that's that's another thing you just get from these seminars is is to be is to remember that even the artists that you look up to, they're they're humans too, and they have mm-hmm. their their struggles and you know their their moments, right? So it's good to just relate. To them and, mm-hmm. and yeah, like, if anything, it was the obsession of their love for tattooing that we all should be on the same page with. No, and I agree. Like if if, if you don't have that, you know, that passion or obsession, then yeah, then this is probably the wrong field to be in. Cause yeah. Just you commercial tattoo artists. Yeah, you have to have that passion in order to push yeah. yourself further. Especially if you want to get on those levels that in your mind you want to be at. Mm-hmm. Okay, sounds like y'all had like a lot of good experiences at the Eden um, tattoo seminars. So I would say if you had like one like really like big takeaway that that left the impact on you or if it was just like a funny story or someone like you met artists and they had like a big impact on you or something like that, like tell tell the viewers like what what's something that was like a lasting impact for you guys? Um, a lasting impact for me? I don't know. What's something that you want to implement in your in your your bag? I guess from that seminar. Um, definitely like a lot of the stuff I learned from like flow. Um, and also the color theories, like from what we learned from Mark. What's something about flow that you you didn't learn that you learned at that seminar? I so I already knew the general um theory of flow, but the only other thing that really stuck out to me that I got from Taylor was the anti-flow thing. 
Like, mm-hmm. I probably did it, like, a few times in a couple of my pieces, mm-hmm. but I never, like, yeah. knew exactly what I was doing. What, what but now is, I could be more conscious about so what, it. In like in, like, simple terms, what is anti-flow then? So, you know, usually in tattooing, um, your flow is... Usually in like S's, C's, right. and nines, nines and eights. Yeah. So basically, it's still like the same thing, except um, the easiest way for me to break it down and make it make sense is it's variations of different types of X's. Uh, X using the S. So like mm-hmm. for instance, you got an S shape coming down this way to create the anti flow. You're gonna have the S shape coming this way. Now you can have it at different angles, but at the end of the day, it kind of makes like this. Okay. Uh, hash mark. Kind of the intersecting. Yeah, mark. and this is uh, that's kind of the thing that uh, Bobby does. The uh, one mm. on Ink Master, he just uses the more tic tac toe. Yeah, yeah, more like tic tac toe grid, but it's still the same concept. Same concept. Okay. No, it's, uh, I can definitely. And it's uh, the focal point is majority of the time in the center. Yeah, in the two thirds, in the two thirds of the actual tattoo, where they want the focus point to be. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. What about John, Bryce, and Emily? Wood? Uh, what's uh, Dan? Uh, she said um, she values uh, value over color. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's something that I thought about. Like, it's not really about the color. It's about kind of like the where content, your values are. Where your values are. So no. that's something that I kind of yeah. took away. As long as your so. values is and, in the right place. And yeah. Mark, mixing, uh, knowing what bottle of ink that you're using. And that some people might not know this. Your bottle of ink, if it's red, is probably mixed with different colors. You can look on the back of the bottle and understand how... These colors coexist with other colors. Yeah, because it could be like the color yellow, but Brick red if you if you actually like break it down, like it might have purple in there. You never know because it's yellow. Yeah, no, I mean that's yeah, that's a great point. Because honestly, I just be mixing shit a lot of times. So. Yeah. <laughs> so you yeah. can put yeah. put red and yellow, then you get orange. That thing turn into like yeah. uh, hot mm. pink. You wait, hold on, wait, yep. what just happened? Yeah. yeah. So basically, when it comes to like mixing. Uh, from what I get is it's better to have just straight basic colors. Mm-hmm. I got you. So that way you know like what the actual tones is, like the different you, colors. And he preached about controlling your colors. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what do you mean by controlling your colors? So then? controlling your colors is um, like Alertez was saying, if you have a brick red, it might have red and purple in there. Mm-hmm. But if you're mixing it, you need to know the ingredients of what's in the product that you use you. when so, doing color so realism. Like know exactly what you're mixing, so yes. that way you won't have yeah. any surprises. Just, yes. just to bounce off what he was saying, just like with the brick red and they having that purple in there, um, and usually, well, because it's mixed with the red, it's more of a warm tone. But you could pick another color that's mm-hmm. like, say. What's orange. another warm, another warm color like orange? Orange and purple. Yeah. Or. Mm-hmm. or uh, yeah, so you mix in this brick red and orange, but this orange has uh, green in it. Mm-hmm. And because you mix it, you're thinking you're going to get like a lighter uh, tint of red, and then mm-hmm. it could just give you pink mm-hmm. out of nowhere. Yeah. And it's like, well, I mixed it with yellow, but because it has those different tones in it, that's what made it turn that other color. So in a, in a sense, he was like, a lot of, in a, in a layman's term, people using color and don't even know um, what they're using. The next guy was, um, what was it, Bobby? Yes. Yeah, it was Bobby. Bobby was, um, he was pretty much just, I, I like him, he was just winging it at the uh, convention, uh, seminar. Yeah, definitely unorthodox. Yeah. <laughs> and they called him a mad genius. If Mark was the mad scientist, he is the mad genius. I can definitely see that. Like, just, I mean, from watching him on Ink Master, you're seeing how he kind of puts together these. Compositions of designs and color mm-hmm. palettes is definitely unique. 
So mm-hmm. uh, that's that's cool to just to to know to learn something like that from him too. Yeah, and uh, a little backstory about him. I know he went from Chicago to Wisconsin. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in a small town, like population three thousand people. Just but, just to pursue tattooing. Yeah, mm-hmm. just so he. I mean, similar story to y'all, right? Yeah. yeah. Came from Mississippi, went to Wisconsin. That's actually one of the things he said when we were talking. He was like, oh, y'all are like me. That's why he likes y'all so much, man. That's, that's real cool, though. And plus, y'all were into anime, so that was a yeah. super common topic. He, he was like, I'm, a lot of people don't know. I'm a, I'm a little above average. He was telling this horn about his little knowledge a little bit. And I was like, okay. Right. So, he's, he's a real anime head? He's that one. He's yeah, that he's getting there. He's getting there. But he thinks he can, like he he said in a way like, I think I'm gonna be that guy when it comes to anime. Give give me like two more years, I know some stuff. Okay, <laughs> that's what's up. I mean, I believe in what he did in tattooing. Shit, he's passionate about anime. He's probably gonna be like that. Oh, yeah. Sorry. No, he was real passionate. Like he even worked some like very hard labor job for seven years. He worked at an oil refinery. Yeah, yeah. Dang. Yeah. Yeah. Had, yeah. 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 And he was like, the only thing that got me out of it was, one, knowing it's fucking hard labor work, and I hate that shit, but mm-hmm. it also helped him see how much he enjoyed tattooing and how much he was like, I never want to do this shit again, so mm-hmm. I'm going to work even harder mm-hmm. at getting better at mm-hmm. tattooing. Mm-hmm. And honestly, if you have a fire that you can have lit under your ass as part of your passion and part of your like get up and go, that was a really good one. Oh, so one point that it might, I definitely said it's not the norm, but him and his coworkers, they'll draw a design every week and then he will, so if you draw a design, mm-hmm. I have to draw the same design and do it in my own style. And it's like they're both him, Well, it was more of him improving the artwork. So yes. like say Theo did a design. Okay. I'll take his design and draw over that design mm-hmm. and fix what I think a little better. Yeah. And they'll keep going, but yeah. yeah. And they'll go back and forth? Yeah. Yeah, so I... Or yeah. take old drawings. Yeah, so it, usually it, some people... It forcibly makes you have to get better because it's like, damn, this yeah. motherfucker went up me on my shit. Yeah. Honestly, that's, that's, <laughs> yeah. that's a real good idea. And I know in a lot of tattoo shops or private studios, wherever you work at, some artists, they kind of just do their own thing. Mm-hmm. Kind of like taboo, not, low key. Yeah, it's kind of taboo, but it looked like he I mean, was honestly, on something. I'll be down. Like, yeah. hey, I want to... Implement that sometimes, like mm-hmm. whenever we got some kind of you know some custom designs coming up, like hey man, like like shoot, go ahead, like draw yeah. some, show me so some. Like, like you said, it's kind of taboo, but the yeah, whole time I was looking at, it, I was like, no, nah, that's making them better though. Yeah, because like, yeah, you know a lot of people are like, oh, I don't want to copy it. It's like it's not copying because you're changing it. Mm-hmm. You're keeping the same theme and you're just correcting with okay, well. This has on his flow. yeah, this this one has it's a little stiff in this area, so I'm gonna make it flow a little bit better mm-hmm. um, because it's on the arm next to the elbow, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, or yeah. their own personal kind of like oh, what I don't say? like tattooing they did it around every the week knee. or two. So uh, I don't know how often they did it, but I know him and the guy that Kevin mentioned they do it a lot. Yeah, and it was one more person. I think yeah. it was an Apprentice or something. Yeah. yeah. Okay. No, it's definitely an idea. I think a lot of artists can implement mm-hmm. shots, but like you said, you gotta have kind of the right team around y'all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do that. Because <laughs> not everybody's gonna be. Open you can You kind of can't have an ego when they when you're doing something like yeah. that. Because yeah. hey, look, that's the whole point of doing this is to be better. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that's what shows. Get you better. How like the type of personality they have to. Right. I know a lot of artists be like, I ain't trying to bite your style. I ain't, I ain't yeah. trying to do this. Yeah, I mean, 
All great artists. And it also makes you think about artists. the design different too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cause it's not, now you putting your, you literally putting yourself in another person's mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nah, that's, that's definitely a great tool to get better. So, um, so yeah, it sounds like y'all, y'all learned a lot from this event. I mean, seminar actually. Mm-hmm. And that was just day one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So two days. So two days. back to back. Um, so would you also say you guys like made a lot of tattoo friends there? Oh, yeah, the yeah definitely. Uh, so, definitely. Uh, that, oh, then I forgot about, uh, what's the name? Cole? Colton? Uh, Colton, like he's not even a tattoo artist, but he was talking more on the business sense okay, yeah, of yeah. how that works. No, so it's it's great that you can learn so much, so many different things just from one seminar. So, mm-hmm. um, I did say I, he like he reminded me of Theo up there. How he like managed the shop. Business wise, yeah, 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 got the beard and everything. Talk to him. <laughs> <laughs> so, hey, cool. We, I talked to him briefly at the bar. Mm-hmm. Just yeah, you know, talk about the uh, seminar, but and all of them stayed till like two or three in the morning talking to everybody. Like yeah, that's cool. Yeah. I know some people once the seminar, you got me about ten o'clock. Yeah, I'm about to. Yeah, yeah they actually hung out. Yeah, Man, yeah. So that's that sounds like a great seminar. So kudos and shout out to to Eden Body Art, mm-hmm. um, putting on a great seminar, and I'm I'm. I'm gonna try to go next year. Actually, I, I mm-hmm. sold me on it, so that's what's up. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, it's getting bigger. It might be like 200, 300 yeah. this time. Yeah, right. Because honestly, the fact that they had to have a or one of those like convention rooms in a hotel, like, yeah. and it was and packed. it held all of them. Yeah, that, yeah, that was that was definitely one of them big conference. Didn't they say only yeah. so many spots left? Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I guess they are limited in anyway. So you better yeah. get it in first come first serve. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Oh, definitely, definitely. So all right, let's let's shift gears to like just seminars in general then um so like how, how many seminars y'all like to take in a year you would say two to three yeah two for me yeah, minimum three for this one i took roger and then because it was six artists there mm-hmm. i definitely said kill two birds in one stone yeah. okay so like what is there a price amount that's too much for you to spend on a seminar or would you say no I, i'm real good of managing money and investing in myself. As long as you ain't, you know, neglecting some bills to go do that thing. I feel like... That bill can turn off sometimes. But, uh, (laughs) I mean, like I said, you could definitely sacrifice in other areas to invest in your craft. Like, whether it's, you know, not buying that that outfit Mm -hmm. or... You know, sacrificing on leaving the new J's that just released yeah. out. Yeah. You know, material <laughs> stuff that, that is not needed. Mm-hmm. Like That's sometimes you gotta sacrifice for that to, yeah. so you can better your career. You know. Yeah, and even for uh, certain seminars, um, because I've done the PowerPoints, I've done uh, seminars who say how to set your appointment. I've done the seminars who've done live. Mm-hmm. I've done seminars with all artists in one seminar. Mm-hmm. I. Even now, I still actually now I just want to probably twenty twenty four. I'm just gonna just start doing one on one or ten, uh, people seminars. Cause now that yeah, I've so done it, more intimate. Yeah, like more so. more intimate for sure. Cause now it's like I've done all this, mm-hmm. and I just want to learn more. So you feel like in the smaller settings, you can you can learn, you can ask more questions, and I'm more people. curious to see what I'll learn. Okay, mm-hmm. so you yeah. want to kind of see more, see like more of the live techniques. Action. Yeah, yeah. I, I definitely mm-hmm. understand that. Um. So like to someone who hasn't done seminars before, like what would you say would be a good like average seminar budget to have for a year to set uh, aside? One fifty. One fifty. One fifty. The average? No, I mean for like let's say I was gonna say five hundred for the year. So yeah. then now yeah. Oh for the year. Yeah, oh, so my budget to spend on seminars. I thought they were just gonna say yeah, just say minimum like five. But I've seen some that's a hundred. Yeah. yeah, yeah, there's there's some that's usually know, at the conventions. Right, yeah, yeah. So a lot of times if you go to some certain conventions, they'll have like uh like cheaper seminars because a lot of times those seminars they may not actually be tattooing but you know mm-hmm. they, that's kind of meant for like the 
like the beginners. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. You, you might get some stuff if you. The average meat. Yeah, but um, I'll definitely say the probably the more expensive a seminar, like the more you're probably gonna get out of it. I would yeah. say. Yeah. I mean, even though sometimes like um. David Beckham, remember he said he has the one where it's ten, then it's one one v one where you just watch him, then it's one where. You grab your own client and he tells you how to tattoo it. Right. Uh, Diana, cool. how did she say it, Oh, yeah. Um, with Diana and her one on one. So basically, the first day, uh, you're on like a pound of flesh or something like that. And okay. she's teaching you how to, you know, work in her style. Okay. And then the next day, the, the her studio will provide you. Uh, client for you to tattoo on. Would y'all be nervous tattooing someone else's client? Hey man, I mean, I'm, I'm not a nervous person, so I'm just like, I'll do it. <laughs> um, if they signed up for it and they signed the consent form, fuck it. I'm, I'm pretty sure she, you know she got up. your back at the end of the day. Okay. Like, her name is yeah, no, she, up. Yeah, she's still gonna be like right there, but yeah. she's not gonna be as like, okay, do this, do this. <laughs> like, once she's like, kind of see you going in the wrong direction, like, hey, you need to bring that back a little bit. You have a little bit more yeah, of that hands-on instead of being like, did I bring this contrast <laughs> out enough? And yeah, she could be like, learn. bring it out further. Yeah, so next it. year, my pocket's going to be a little hurt. They're going to be hurting a little bit. Mm-hmm. But I can definitely just provide more information because if I'm still doing this, I'm going to be complacent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, so um, I think a good question to ask then about seminars. Like A lot of times artists... I uh, don't want to take a seminar from an artist, even though the artist might be good, but it's not their style that the, the artist who's looking at the seminar does. So let's say it's like a black and gray realism artist and, it's, and like a neo trad colored tattooer is pulling on the seminar. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think you should still take it? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Because uh, just like in black and gray realism versus uh, neo traditional. Both of them, you're going to implement a lot of heavy blacks in there at mm-hmm. some point in the piece. And the structure. Oh, matter of fact, as far as like color goes, like I mean, you can grayscale all colors and it's going to still blend out to be a black and gray piece. Mark, I'm, I'm confident to say there was a lot of black and gray artists who are interested in color devils at that seminar. Yeah, I mean, and they literally I'm talking like, about a I'm, lot. I'm afraid I was surprised about the color. I was like, the color artist said, man. That's, that's a good way to... to to get an idea is to go to a seminar. Like if you if you only specialize in one style and you want to kind of broaden um your your tools, like take those seminars. And, and they definitely and on the uh, business aspect, they even raised their hand about at the seminar. Told all the artists raise their hand. Uh, who's doing hourly? Who's doing flat prices? Who's doing half day, full day sessions? You, you never know what kind of info you can learn yeah. from a seminar. It's, it's not just like that was a good ratio. One hundred fifty people. Oh right. God, yes. Yeah. So you get a more realistic view because also when we would have our downtime, we'd be like, hey. Is it slow season for y'all? How is it affecting you? Mm-hmm. Or what yeah. style do you seem to do more of during what times of the year? The region you live in. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, it's, I think that's a great point. Like, I, I'm taking seminars from artists in all different kinds of styles. Like, some styles I don't even do, like Yogi Barrett. I took a, he, he specializes in color realism, and I don't really do color realism that much, but the things he taught and, like, the color yeah no it definitely like helped level up my work a lot and um so it, it you have to go into seminars with the right mindset too like mm-hmm. you can't just be closed-minded and like i'm only going to do it my way mm-hmm. and they don't and, do it my way and if i, and I was in seminars where when i was at when we was at the uh, eden they mentioned uh nico and carlos the, the seminars i did took yeah. so it's, it all goes full circle yeah mm-hmm. man it's it's a the tattoo community is big but it's small at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You you get to know 
a lot of like a lot of these techniques and methods are being passed from like the same artists and mm-hmm. you just until you put yourself in those circles like you won't that's what I'm find out. kind of realizing now now I'm like okay there's a circle here mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. like yeah, you got you got to get you know out there and to, mm-hmm. to learn you'll be surprised how many you people you're only as good as the people you be around and that's right. a true statement in any facts of the life <laughs> right so all right this is a subject I I think we should touch on is I feel like a lot of people sometimes they take seminars right Mm-hmm. And because I've seen it, like I've, I've taken seminars, even done a seminar, and the artists that I I've been in those seminars with or taught, sometimes like I see it, they they really took the to heart, you know, what was taught, mm-hmm. and they they use it to apply it to their to, to tools and then level up their work. Mm-hmm. But then there's some artists who who just go to these seminars by great artists. And their work doesn't improve. Like, I mean, it's, it's, it's just like it's just like they mm-hmm. said. If you why, why is that? Why, why is that? They're not, they're not practicing. Pride. People are, have too big of an ego and they're not willing to put what they know already on the back burner because, I mean, it's it's like almost not necessary for you to go to a seminar if you're just not going to apply anything. So it's basically right. you so having to, to take gotta, all you the You got to apply what you learn. Yes. Yeah. So practice. I, I feel like the ones that don't apply, it probably doesn't apply all the time, but they were looking for like... That one all be all answer, right? And then a lot of there is none. Yeah, I tell you, it's like if you're looking for like this is the way you use this machine and use this ink, use this needle. Everybody uses different. Like yeah, so they go into a closed mind thinking (laughs) they're finna like, oh, I'm finna get that answer today. It's like no, you gotta. Yeah, a lot of time artists look for that one all be all. Like I need that one single answer that's gonna change my career, right? Yeah, like oh, I I don't finally met my person. How do I do this? And they get up there and it's like, ah, I can't really tell you the exact answer, but this is how I do this and this is what I prefer. And it's mm. up to you to like break that down to where right. you can use it. Right. Yeah. And the more part about that is all the seminars that I took, some people's like looking for that expensive machine, expensive needle. Exactly. It's to the point where now the artist is, they, they don't even, they put they're just really good them. as an artist. Yeah. They'll, they'll yeah, straight up tell you. Yeah. They tell me, you tell me about this motor skill, how this needle work. I don't know. Yeah, they don't know. I just like how the stroke, none of that. They yeah. just like it works. Yeah, it works. Right, right. I mean, half of them didn't even know what machine they use. Yeah. Yep. Oh. <laughs> oh, no, but actually, <laughs> like, they was asking other artists, like, "What like, machine do I use?" Three point five, four point oh. Yeah. I mean, yeah, the machines. Matter of fact, we all guess so what far. machine it was. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's machine technology has come so far. A lot of these like pen machines now are pretty much on the same level as each other. So Diana yeah. used the first Cheyenne yeah. that came out? Yeah. The first. Yeah. yeah, I remember. I used to use that one for a minute, too. So. She's like, look, this is, this is my ride or die, homie, right here. Oh, I mean, so that's that's a great point. I think that's something that's eye-opening, too, when you go to these seminars. Just say, look, at the end of the day, like, what ink brand you use, what needle brand, what machine, yes, does it help your process? Yes, but it doesn't make you a good tattooer. Mm-hmm. You got to practice. Yeah, you got to practice, apply the right techniques, mm-hmm. and, and just do the right things, you know, so... Um, a great example is, like, Theo told me to do my first realistic road. I was on that pedal for a whole two hours. Mm-hmm. And in my head, at that moment, I was like, I ain't never doing this road again. Right, yeah. But I, mean, I had to keep practicing. Yeah. Now... You had to get comfortable being uncomfortable. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's, 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 yeah that's what they said a lot. Yeah, step out your comfort zone. Right. And a lot of artists don't want to do that. So, mm-hmm. if you're going to go to these seminars... Like you won't be get, ready to change. Yeah, yeah you have yeah. to apply these changes, otherwise you're just wasting your time. Go in with an open mind. Yeah. Like the uh It ain't gonna happen after one tattoo either. Yeah. Right? No. Like, like the painting of Asian style painting I did. I said I'm gonna try this three round coloring scheme right now. I tried it. I'm gonna need to practice some more. All right. 
I went straight back to that man real quick. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, but you are you gonna try again in the future yeah. when you get the opportunity? Yeah. Yeah. Keep that in the podcast. Keep that in there. Keep that in there. But uh, but yeah. So apply these these methods. And just know it's not gonna happen that first time. Like that first try, it's gonna feel weird. You're gonna be uncomfortable. Like there's times I tried new techniques. I'm just like, man, this is just too tedious. It's too hard. Like, but you know what? I just stuck with it. Mm-hmm. And then if you have that breakthrough. And once you do, then it's like, okay, now I get what they're saying. And then, mm-hmm. then you start to see your work level up. So and how many times have we tattooed where we really tried something for the first time? You look back three months later, now doing it like, whew, I just don't even feel the same. No, all the time, all the time. Mm-hmm. So yeah, don't, don't be afraid to try new things. You know, mm-hmm. so. Yeah. So I'm going to be like, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing, but I'm going to just make sure this is not a bad looking tattoo. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> See, I'll be doing them cover ups. Man, how you know this is going to work? Shh. Figured it out. <laughs> I just didn't graduate. I just did the basic. Yeah, basic yeah, fundamentals. Yeah. And then go back to your fundamentals. You know, for for us too, since like all of us, we all tattoo like different like skin tones of clientele, right? Because mm-hmm. a lot of times, some artists that we might look up to, they might only tattoo like one skin tone, right? Yeah, I've had witnessed that uh, multiple times at seminars, a little bit or a convention. But that's the thing, like we. We still can learn, but it's like we have to know how to apply yeah. this to what we do. Though, like, so, yeah, and it's like the science of it. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Like, uh, what's the the major concept here? Like, like say, is it contrast values? Okay, mm-hmm. how do I translate that into a darker skin tone and mm-hmm. still have it look good? Mm-hmm. So don't don't let that discourage you too from taking the seminar mm-hmm. if you if you feel like, well, you know, they're only working on on this on lighter skins, right? But mm-hmm. Shoot, I, I still can learn. learn yeah, a lot of the techniques they use good. still work on darker yeah, skin. You just, you just gotta, gotta leave open skin. Yeah, yeah, you gotta dial it back a little bit. Right. And also learning how to present your page. A lot of seminars say, hey, you need to learn how to present your page to where you can show people that you can do that in any aspect. Yeah, yeah. So it's, again, like so much stuff you can gain from doing the seminar. It's, yeah. it's really no reason not to. Other. Unless you can't afford it, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, even um, with Diana, when she, before she started doing the her Baroque-style tattoos, the ones she won trophies on, she definitely was like, I did those for free. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's mm-hmm. what goes back. And those like, big-ass three-day pieces. If you learn something new from a seminar, you want to try it out, do a free tattoo. And free like, that tattoo way, if you mess up, it's discount. like the, there's a little bit less guilt, right? Yeah, it's it's like, like, and oh, these yeah. are people that's on Ink Master saying, right. yeah. Yeah. I did this piece for free. Right. Yes. So... Again, free tattoos, do them mm. for the right reasons, all right? Yeah, so, um, only to push your skills. Don't do yeah. it for free just because no. your best friend Joe wanted a name on them. Mm-hmm. No, and she did mention that if you have to come in on an extra day, and yeah, all days, whatever yeah. you got to do, if you want to see your work progressively get better, mm-hmm. you have to put in the amount of work. Mm-hmm. It's never an easy answer, a quick fix. It's, mm-hmm. it's never a secret formula it is always going to be get down into the nitty-gritty the only sauce is hard work do it all yeah. right so from saying that even in our previous podcast where we did tell people the same things of how we do stuff in slow season we just went to like artists who was on e message just said the same thing yeah they shops and slow. They they definitely, in the last two years actually yes. they definitely said i think kevin said it he's like look if, if all six of us are saying it we're it's, not wrong it's, yeah it's a like thing. come on now Right. Yeah. Right. And if all four of us are in here, that's ten people already. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And everybody else we talked to, they were like one fifty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, 
I get, you know, sometimes people want to, I'm going to figure it out. I'm going to do it my way, but. We're giving you the answer. Yeah, right. sometimes you just, like, if the majority of the crowd is saying this is how to do something, mm-hmm. just sometimes it's that easy <laughs> yeah. just sometimes just go with the flow that's on you though. fight something else so, uh, go with the easy info no that's true so alright let's let's say we got some viewers who let's say maybe they might be really down bad or they're real early in their career and they're tight and on their pockets right and they're like alright well, we think 500, 800 is a good price for a seminar right, that was quality to, for... to someone else yeah they, they might be like I can't afford that alright so alright of course the first thing I would like to say is like Learn how to manage your money, and like if you gotta work a side job, or something like the biggest thing to help you grow in tattooing is is not being financially stressed. <laughs> I feel yeah, like I mean it's right? kind of so, like how Roger said it at his seminar. He's like, man, I had to take two buses and the train. Yeah. He's like, for y'all not to manage y'all money and y'all doing Ubers and right. Lyft, there's really no. If you can't use. like save fifty extra bucks a week. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that like at the end of the month, two hundred extra bucks like. Three months at six hundred. Six hundred can get you in a seminar think, somewhere. I'll be honest. I think that's just being an adult. Like it ain't yeah. even a tattoo yeah. artist thing, an artist thing. That's just being well, an adult managing fucking money. Like if, I, if you can if you're tight on money, if you got to do Ubers and Lyfts where you pay in a premium for them to take your ass from one point to another, but you can't afford to get even a beat up car or. Mm. I'm sorry. Sometimes you gotta prioritize certain things. Not saying like, "Hey, how are you supposed to get to and from?" But you gotta look at other things in your life. Like, do you need that subscription to mm-hmm. Netflix and Hulu, and mm-hmm. or do I need to eat out at lunch? Library still open. Something. Get else? That library card. Look at the yeah. book. Mm-hmm. All of us have had to fucking do it. Mm-hmm. And not saying it like, "Hey, we want to boast about it," but like, y'all people don't see Shit, my what first, the hell you have well, to do my first the four years of working here I, I went carless yeah. me yeah. and my girl was just sharing the car right but it wasn't until I got a dog I was just like oh let me go get a car yeah. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> alright but like, money you like you said title pockets right. um, but let's I'll say like this my, my bad I ain't want to cut you off but let's just say alright what, what were you about to say then? I was going to say if you're tight on money like that like our shop is a great example like we allow people to watch us, be respectful to us and our clients. Okay, so that's a great. I was just gonna get to that then. If you let's say just all right, all right they can't, they're not responsible for money or just really type whatever. They might be, they might have a good reason why. Right? Mm-hmm. What can you do outside of a seminar to where you can get out of that red level up? And like you were just saying, I was gonna bring up too is network with artists who are local and go ask if you can watch them at the shop. Yeah. All right, because. Go to some of the bigger name or the people that you look up to. You gotta go get, get some spot. those. Yeah, yeah. yeah get spots somewhere. Convention, just be like, hey, can I watch you? Do well, that's, that's three that, different that, ways that's, right there. Well, you yeah. just, I mean, the convention might be twenty five. They tight on money, but I mean, man, you, can come you, in you, the shop. you gotta make twenty five. Hey, somewhere. I don't man. underestimate it. I mean, but hey, hey I okay, okay. I'm not. Anymore. Go ahead, you're right. But it's a broke. Yeah, I say I don't care. It's a broke motherfucker out there. So. I'm just saying, like, this is this easy walking this door for free or any shop. Be respectful. Right. Let them know you want to learn. Listen. Stay off your phone. No mm-hmm. Instagram. No FaceTime. Yeah. Put it to the side. Like, take, like, take their time stuff. serious because if they're giving you their time, then I've had plenty of people come in here, get on their cell phone. I, Theo has witnessed. I immediately stop talking to him. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. immediately. If you, and like, then they'll leave Theo and say, hey, what you think? Oh, he was on his phone. She right. was on his phone. Hey, listen. I ain't talking to him. We, we tell people all the time, like, y'all... If you don't know anybody else here in Atlanta, you can always swing by our shop. We're we're always welcoming to anybody as long as, like you say, respectful and you you take the craft seriously. Mm-hmm. Like you come in and you're really hungry to learn, then come in and ask mm-hmm. questions to watch. But like 
don't, don't just we had one and, this week. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He wasn't on his phone. He yeah. was listening. He yeah. had questions. Yeah. I told him take a seat. And he it's got some, be a long he got day. Some, he got some real advice, some good yeah. advice. So it's like you can do it. Like I've done that. Like back in early in my career, um, when shops during slow season actually, right? Like shop was slow. It was like five six o'clock. I asked the owner, "Hey, can I can I leave a little bit early?" It's like, "Yeah, it's dead. Whatever, cool. I'll go drive all the way." Like I was leaving from you know Athonia, going all the way to the West End, go mm-hmm. West End Tattoo at the time. Now it's like Tri Cities. Mm-hmm. I'm watching all uh, red. Um, OG and the land scene and watching that their shop um, Yada and all of them and they, they was gracious enough to let me just go in and learn like I'll go in draw just ask questions be real respectful like I didn't butt heads with anybody I didn't get you know try to interject my opinion on to a client no. or something like that it's just you just go in be respectful mm-hmm. and you'll be surprised there are a lot of you know welcoming artists of course mm-hmm. You're gonna get rejected by some artists. Yeah. Like some artists like they might not be confident. Not they may not even be assholes or nothing. It's yeah. just some artists might just work better like focusing on the tattoo yeah. and having people around them. So just be respectful of that. Mm-hmm. But um You can read the room. You yeah, might just have to read the room. Follow artists on IG, DM them, say yeah. support their work, like their pics. You'd be surprised at who will answer you in the DMs. Yeah. Just we had a couple of what, this past I'll say three weeks. We had a lot of people come in and out. Yeah, sure. yeah. I, I always try to like. I might be late to the the, the DM, but if an artist DMs me, I yeah. try to like you know answer and you know. I always say like, just be under the comments. Just yeah. say hey, check your DMs. I'm trying. To, yeah, and I you know I, I try have to help people do me like that. It's like oh okay, let me go to the DM. Right. I always have like 16 notifications on my Instagram at all times. So if I don't get to it, it is nothing personal. It is literally <laughs> I cannot keep yeah. up with the shit in my life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I mean, don't just shoot that. Shoot your shot. Might take a, a couple of days to get a response, but if you do, right, take advantage of it. I'm mean, using quit. So. Yeah, and then if you're alright, like say, if you're a more experienced artist, you do have some some networks and some friends in the industry, then then ask for a guest spot. You know, I try. Mm-hmm. Even if it's another local shop, like a lot of people, they're like, why would I guest spot at a shop that's in the same state as me? It's like because it's still in a different area, and, and there's there gonna be a different clientele there. Different there. artists. Different artists, like said, different. Different area, different just way of running things. You, you just yeah, your, your shop might do mostly traditional, but the shop you guess by that they do all black and gray mostly. Right. I, I give Julius this like when we was in Florida, we were just walking the shops, mm-hmm. just chopping it up. Yeah, that's I used to do that with Danny. Like uh, when when uh, Danny proves just to work here, he would just take me all around. I think we network like we'll go hit up all the shops in this area and that. So area. when we go do that. I mean, we posted it. We, you ain't waiting on me. You, it was a couple of days. You ain't been did it. Do you not work We're going to be around Atlanta driving around one day. We can't do No, we can't do I like visiting other shops, honestly. We'll do a different day. Yeah, Monday, all shops are usually closed on average. Yeah, I love visiting other shops and other artists. So, yeah, if you just see us pop up randomly one day, don't be surprised. Yeah. But, but yeah, do that. And then, like Emily said earlier, if you had a, all right, if you can't work a convention, you can at least like attend one. Yeah, it's, if you got like this villain arts commission, like every and like damn near every city, like if not like they got the calendar yeah, there, right? It's quite literally the biggest tattoo yeah. commission in here. There's got to be a convention near you somewhere, right? And then just find whichever one it is. Save up twenty five bucks to pay for that day, and then just go spend the whole day there. Mm-hmm. Um, walk around the convention. So three hundred artists. Yeah, just just yeah. talk to artists. I remember actually. So back this is back to like twenty twelve twenty thirteen, I got a. Uh, I went to the Atlanta tattoo convention, the one put on by Tony, mm-hmm. and um, I was there. I wasn't even planning on getting tattooed. I was just going just to like see artists and network and watch. And I saw um, Craig Foster there. You know, he was on Ink Master and everything. Great new school, um, you know, legendary artist. And he wasn't busy. It was a Sunday, so I was like, "Hey, like, I wasn't even planning on getting tattooed. Like, would you want to get 
might do a, a tattoo machine for me, something small and simple. And you know, he was super cool. Like he um honestly I he undercharged me like a lot. Cause he basically just said like how much can you, you know, you afford? Cause I really wasn't planning on doing that. So I was just like, man, like I like two hundred and he's like, Cool, like fuck you, I'll do it and then sure enough, like he basically gave me a whole seminar right there. Like he's doing the tattoo, explained to me all his techniques, um, just share so much knowledge and, and develop that connection. And you know, two hundred dollars can be a lot, but at the same time, like you never know if you talk to artists, they're slow. They might. Shit, you guys got flash designs on your table all the time, make right? The mm-hmm. conversation. Yeah. They just might just want to do that. something cool. Yeah, yeah. Exactly, literally. Because right? if somebody was like, "Hey, this is all that I have," rather than me being like, "Here's this giant expectation of what I I think mm-hmm. that you want." versus what you can logistically afford or yeah. what you're planning. Cause sometimes people are like, I only want to get small stuff and then build from there. Either way, if somebody's just more upfront about their budget and they're just like, Hey, this is what I can do. I'm like, one, thank you for being straightforward. Mm-hmm. I don't have to jump through hoops to get basic fucking information that I'm inevitably going to need. But two, I'm more willing to work with you in that budget because Mm -hmm. i know mm -hmm. hey this is where the hard line is either i can do that or i can't do that there's no in between where it's like well how much for this extra little bit and this that it's like wait you already told me what your budget is and this is what i can do yeah Yeah. because at the end of the day like one of the things about the seminar that they did say was the reason why we was here was to make more money and make our life easier and A big one of the biggest things I even told Christian is he was like I was telling him, uh, I'd be forgetting the old dude name Colton. Colton. Yeah. Colton. Colton. Yeah. Colton. I ain't gonna remember that one. It's okay. Colton. But uh, he would definitely said even if you don't have the money, when you do get the money, wherever level you're at and you're just stagnant, you're gonna have to spend more money because it's a long term investment to make your life easier. You're spending the money to say, hey, when I spend this money. It's supposed to make my life easier, which the long term money comes back. Yes. Yeah. So, again, regardless, you know, you're going to get it back. Yeah. yeah. The $800, I'm expected yeah. to make what? Three, five, ten times more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because yeah. you took that information yeah. and you leveled up your work. Yeah. Apps, mindset. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's definitely a lot of great points. <laughs> um, and to be honest, I think we had, we had a lot of good, good stuff, info on seminars. So we're hoping, you know, if, if you're new to seminars, you haven't taken, you've been on the fence, that you, you listen to a lot of this and it's kind of swayed you to, to go ahead and take that plunge, you know, take that, make that investment in yourself. It, it's, don't even look at it as like uh, a sacrifice or, you know. A look at it as if you're buying that new tattoo machine that you wanted. Right, right. Yeah, it's it. Sometimes instead of buying that new machine, like spending on, you know. You just might have needed a tip and trick. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. save some more money. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Um, Wait, I didn't need this. This whole Expensive new setup. eighty dollar needle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you can do the exact same thing with a cheaper needle, but just turn your machine down. But if you had bought the new one that doesn't run as high, you would never know. Mm-hmm. So there you go. All right. So with that being said, um, I think now let's let's shift to our our favorite part of the episodes. Now is our little end segment is where we we answer questions from um just people t- tattoo artists or clients who who messaged us over the week and want us to answer on air. So. Let's, let's get to it. All right. Let's get to these questions now. So the first question uh, would be, how would you feel if midway through a tattoo, the client wanted to quit? I've had that shit happen. Is it more of they don't like it or they just couldn't sit through um, it? And just... I want to say probably through, more likely through pain, but I mean, I, either either way, honestly, like they just want to stop. Uh, I learned that bitch. Yep. 
Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't feel no type of way. I guess it depends. Like, if we just started and you stopped, it's like, ah. I've, I've had that. And keep the stencil. Yeah, I did that with you. Keep the stencil yeah. printed. My thigh. We got halfway through it, and I was like, see, ain't was no way you're touching my upper thigh after the shit you did to my knee or right there above it. And then you're like, all right, cool. Went ahead and gray line the yeah. important parts, and then we came back after that shit healed. Yeah, yeah but that's we was halfway. When I say beginning, I mean like, we five minutes in. I did yeah. that shit to Jose. I'm not. I'm not perfect. I've done this probably <laughs> no. to a couple of y'all. I've had that happen. Uh, but in my first experience, I didn't know how bad the behind the knee was, and she. That this was like three months into me tattooing full time, and I told Theo, "Hey man, this this motherfucker just quit on me," <laughs> and I was just like, "What should I do?" He's like. How much we did like a panther, and when I say we only got the bottom teeth, Oof. and a little bit of the middle jaw, he's like, "Can you can you get the nose?" She won't let me. Like, yeah, I mean, sometimes, hey, clients keep, don't sit the best, right? Yeah, so, and that's when the artistry comes into play. If that's the case, you, uh, Diana said it best. If you know how to draw it, you, it'll help you know how to tattoo it. Mm -hmm. So if somebody quit on you, skill level wise, you was comfortable enough to do something like this. And if they can't let you outline it, keep the reference paper. Don't throw nothing away. Yeah. And try your best to find the cutoff point. And yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's going to happen. You're going to have people just tap. It only happened twice, though. But um, I'll say the only time I would probably feel the way, like I said, maybe we got, we were like 90, 95% there. We had like 10, 15 minutes. Shoot, I had one. I had a coach had a whole 20 minutes. And uh, she was like, I'm about to quit. I was like, look. Just, just sit through. So please. Stop please. Bitch, come on. Yeah. I was like, like. I'm really not finna break, reset up, and I gotta do this whole thing. That I, I like it. Literally, only takes seven minutes. Yeah. But I can't. I can't tell somebody how to feel on their pain tolerance. So yeah, I, I understand that too. All right, that's some good answers, man. Um, so this next question. Uh, so this one I had to kind of get a little bit more clarification for. Man, not but, um, understand it. But but what's your best advice on becoming like a legit self-employed artist? So. And when I asked a little bit deeper, he was kind of meaning like a... Like self talk well, Not not that, but more so like a, I guess, like a... More legit, like as far as legitimizing their finances. Um, he was saying like a lot of artists live check to check and really don't know how to get to a point where you can build financial stability and longevity off tattooing. Shit. So I guess like how do you create you, a, a real career from tattooing? How, 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 you, spend, like, right. how you live your lifestyle already? I, I guess how to manage your finances. Yeah, I'm probably say you definitely should look into more like finances stuff. Um, get a CPA. You have to get. You got to look outside of tattooing when it comes to that. I, yeah, because um, Colton said that he's like, yeah. look, I'm not an accountant, man. You yeah. got to talk to them. Yeah, people who know the tax codes will let you know what is and is not a legitimate deduction, which a lot of us as independent contractors have to figure out: is this real? That I can write this off, he, or is this said that in the being seminar, too bold right? and writing it so, off? A lot of the shit. Definitely that, pay your taxes, right? Oh god. <laughs> yeah, but uh, like you, you were saying, go to accountant to do yeah, that. Yeah, go to accountant. Um, yeah. But as far as like the becoming like financially stable, yeah. Um, Live below what, your what's yeah. The, what's the what's the uh, the rule that most financial people go? It's like uh. Like, 30% to like your... the 60-20... I know what you're talking about. I just yes. don't know the exact, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. what you're talking about. But, but no, yeah, basically, the, the, the goal, like like y'all were saying, was to, to become financially stable, you have to change your lifestyle, really. It's like, nice. live below your means. Meaning, 
I mean, being flashy, you're yeah. a tattoo artist, you're gonna fuck them shoes and pants Damn. up anyways. Save your money. Yeah. Save because even yeah. if it's not a crazy time like how it is right now in the economy, there's also this thing called slow season. Yeah. So you're gonna have to prepare for it anyway. Me personally, at the minimum, like if I do a tattoo, I'm trying to at least like just saving wise, try to at least spend, uh save at least thirty percent of what I, I feel like yeah. that was money before I started tattooing. Yeah. So. Yeah, this this is a this is a personal it's the same thing. tattooing is gonna bring bring the if whatever you were before tattooing, it's just gonna is like bring it out more, right? Yeah. So you gotta create those good habits. Seriously. Um like that's a good way, like Tez was saying, like create a system for yourself. Is it whether it's saving a percentage for every tattoo, mm-hmm. um, creating a budget, a weekly budget and and doing it. me personally that's Great, what i exactly. do like, yeah, but, yeah pretty much i match what i pay, put into the shop like i don't, right, I don't go past seven dollars when i spend putting this in my pocket mm-hmm. on my lunch break as my you dad said, would oh. say you have to pay yourself first so yeah, instead yeah. of paying your bills which not saying don't pay your bills but let's say pay your bills Lever. but instead of putting that money into your checking account that money theoretically that you would be earning mm-hmm. or needing to spend mm-hmm. put that same percentage into savings mm-hmm. actual question is that thing that you're going to get going to affect you tomorrow if the answer is no you don't need it yeah, yeah. i mean I, I know people who got like right now i gotta fix my flat I, I, i'm already paying car insurance i'm about to have this guy change my tire i ain't i already paid for it i ain't finna just be like oh pay somebody to change it my insurance yeah, like yeah, yeah definitely like Look for policies yeah. where Netflix, things yeah, are included so you're not having to pay extra mm-hmm. out of pocket. Like, we got our dishwasher's fucked up right now, and I'm telling my mom, hey, I got plumbers for clients. I can fix this. Yeah. Our floor is squishy. No, we That's pay this. About, beautiful thing about being a tattoo artist. Right? We know <laughs> people, but also, Trains like, smart. we got to go with the people that we pay to fix it. They're mm-hmm. already under contract. Hey, man, you got to do what you got to do. But, yeah. You know. Hey, you know, definitely, like, budget out whatever... You need to pay your necessities, meaning your bills, um, you know, gas, food, and find areas where you can cook. You know, expenses at like eating out. A lot of tattoo artists eat out oh, all yeah, the time. That's, like, that's number one. Or we have Make horrible your, caffeine or nicotine. Yeah, especially now with the, the tipping culture. You say you don't drink like, like, everywhere. Yeah, exactly. Bitch, I'm off the bull. All right. Mm-hmm. 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 Making sure. I lost my wings. Okay. Dang. Dang. <laughs> all right. So that yeah. So. Be responsible with your money. Um, it's it's nothing you know you could change overnight, but just a lot of <laughs> little things y'all can do to uh, become more financially responsible, and that'll lead to becoming stable in this industry. I feel like another part of it, because it sounds so simple, but as like part of the finances that you're going to be setting aside, really prioritize that savings. Because yeah. as artists, when the economy is shit for every other person, we're usually on the benefiting side. But these last few years have been fucking crazy. And gotta, in general, yeah. you have to plan for the unexpected, which means, yeah. hey, people aren't going to be able to pay for gas anymore. How are they going to get a fucking tattoo? You kind of have to adjust oh, yourself yeah. and adjust your expectations of, oh, well, I only want to do big pieces. Mm, Who yeah. gives a shit? Yeah. There's four small pieces walking in the door yeah. right now. That little, that little hundred dollars mm-hmm. you turn down could could add up. You know, it could come yeah. handy. I don't mean <laughs> you gotta but post it, but no, hey, exactly. do that shit. <laughs> There's a lot of tattoos that we do as walk-ins that we don't post. And honestly, 
if you're a client, yeah. don't feel offended. It's because we're trying to cater our Instagram and how it is viewed by you as yeah. the client. We're trying to tailor it a specific way so that balance. we get more clients like that. Mm-hmm. Not to say we don't want to do the walk-ins or don't want to do mm-hmm. the simple stuff, but honestly, if we're pushing for something, mm-hmm. that is what we want to ideally be doing. But not saying that we're going to be like yeah. upset. Don't, don't, yeah, don't no. think just because you see one thing, we're going to turn you down. No. Yeah. So saying all that, Emily. Can I buy twenty dollars? <laughs> she won't give it to me. Man. Yeah, I know. I was waiting. I was waiting We're for you. Out here. I was waiting I... for you to finish. You usually say till tomorrow. No. Oh no. I then no. Now. Then no. If there's no payback, the is horrible. You think I just want to give you twenty dollars just for the hell of it? I think so. Ain't no fucking way. I need oh. twenty for me. And just to add and on my to that, um, along with the savings. I definitely suggest that, especially with tattoo artists, invest your money too. Facts. Yeah, yeah. Me, me and Theo, pretty on that, but I know it's a lot of artists that's like, not even just artists, just people in general that's afraid of investing. Mm-hmm. Do your research, invest in stuff that you know, yeah. and yeah. let your money work for it. Because you can put it in that savings, unless you got a savings that actually incurs uh, interest. Yeah. Um, you really just wasting your money, low key. And yeah, also yeah. look long term. Like, what's your three year plan? What's your five year plan? Your ten year plan? Because I'm pretty sure that if you get to your five year plan and you're not considering either arthritis or back pain or fucked up relationships, you're not looking to the ten year, which is the more realistic of how long do you want your career to be? Because mm-hmm. if we look at it from a logistical standpoint, hey, this is great. We're living in the moment, but mm-hmm. also we got to be real. We're not like you know, corporate jobs where they have a 401k or yeah. some shit laid we away for us. You, you gotta have create to your own fucking time come time. up with everything for now yourself. I really sound like some accountants. Yeah, yeah. We, I see that would probably be a good topic for episode one day if you just, like, how to be a financially stable artist, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, if y'all got questions about finances and tattoos, send them to us. What's the next yeah, question? Oh yeah. Alright, next question is, oh, this is a good one. What, yeah. <laughs> what are some client red flags? Mm. If they're crying before you even get them in the chair, reschedule. When you come in with your mom. Ooh, I'm that's saying, a good one. I hope you see it. I hope you see it. If, if they don't want to give you an ID yeah, when you ask always, for it. I hope you see it. Mm-hmm. I hope you do. flag right there. What about you, Ted? What you? I mean, I'm asking you, is there metal in the ink? Yeah. What is this? Yeah. Like, I don't is know. this vegan? <laughs> I only do vegan ink. Man, that's a red ink tattoo. There's lead in it. I mean, besides Uh, the fact that you have to get stabbed with a needle that's made out of metal, but okay. But but all seriousness, um, red flag, uh, I've had one walk in where she didn't like her tattoo because she gave me like 10 different ideas. After yeah. that, just don't do it. Yeah, when they're too nitpicky from the jump, yeah. like that's that's always a red flag. Like even if you do everything exactly how they want, they're still going to find something to complain about. I would about. say yeah. so don't do if exactly they don't understand they tattooing, don't do that. Like I've yeah. had uh, clients where people people literally stuff. forget <laughs> your skin moves. Yeah. Like yeah. like if they get one here and they do this, why they're is like, it why uneven? It keeps going to the weird side of your my skin. Arm. Been moving before you put anything on there. That's why. That's mm-hmm. why we tell you to relax and stand in a natural position instead oh, of your flexing. Another one for me is the people that come in with the attitude of the customer's always right. Yeah, that might work at Walmart <laughs> and. Uh, Applebee's and all that, but tattoos is subjective. So I mean, at the end of the day, if we think it's a 
gonna be a bad tattoo, we have the right to like turn you down uh, or right, send right. you to another artist. No, no matter how many times you educate them, it, the hard part is I really have to really tell clients if they don't want to listen to you when I say on paper art and tattooing on skin mm-hmm. is two different things. Right. Well, this has this. I'm telling you. All right. Unless you're gonna be you're gonna go skinny mode and be want. a picture frame real quick and turn it to paper by all means, at, but at that point it's like I'm gonna give you the tattoo machine. You tell me, show me. If you're gonna be like another red flag for me is when it's somebody who has never worked with you before. They're a totally new client to you, and they say, "I trust you. Just do your thing." Yeah, that that's different levels of clients. Kind of like a who said that? It was at the seminar. Yeah. It, we had like the golden client. It's like we we yeah. like freedom, but. We you get too much freedom with constraints. Yeah, yeah. Also be that, real with us. Like yeah. we know you don't like something, so yes, just tell exactly. us your job. There's that fine line of you trusting our creative process, which say exactly that. I trust your yeah. creative process and however you envision yeah, yeah, yeah. it. But yeah. don't tell me that I have creative freedom, and then as soon as yeah. I show you what I think, don't assume we can yeah. read your like, mind. Um, can we just yes. do it more like this thing I saw on Pinterest? I really prefer it to be just like. The yeah. So pretty much, you have the golden client. Uh, you have client B, do whatever you want. You have client C, I have a thousand ideas. Mm-hmm. And D is I have a specific idea, but I'm not sure of how I want to put it together. So, and then client E, I want this exact tattoo. That could also be a heavy red flag. A very yeah. heavy red yeah. flag. If they're not willing to even change the design a little bit, what respect for that client that you see the, the tattoo of that you're showing me and that artist that put in the work and time you're basically saying, fuck anybody else who has mm-hmm. this and paid good money for it. Yeah. I want it the exact same way so I can be a copycat. Even after you just say uh, what elements are important to you to, to keep it similar, and they say, no, what I just showed you is exactly what I want. Mm-hmm. Can so. I do something similar mm-hmm. to that? No. All as right. A, then maybe as, we're not as an advice to people out there that do have their mindset that, oh, they see this tattoo and they want it exactly like that. You need to go find that specific artist that did that. Tattoo. I have a go couple of artists artist. that's right down the street from me. They wanted uh, Tojo? Tojo? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, I was like, yeah. I, I, he's right down the street from me. You could actually go to him. Yeah, yeah that's crazy when they, they come to a local artist and it's like, you could have just went to They literally will street. show you a picture where you're like, I know that you want this, but like you could literally just go to that person. Alright, so let's go to the next question. Do any of you think you will ever get tired of or bored of tattooing? I know I won't be doing it forever. Uh, so when, what's your ex plan? Uh, I, I can definitely see me doing it in like, past, like between 45 and 50. Like for sure. That's good. I'd say that's a good yeah. I would never say I'd like get bored of it, but like Bryson was saying, I, I won't get bored of it. It wouldn't be like... That for clarity. Yeah, yeah, it wouldn't be as just like, okay... I'm just doing just this forever. I, I do plan on like venturing out doing some other things. Yeah, burnout is real, you know. Yeah. Oh, doing anything, even if you, you love it for over 20, 30 years, you and know, then, eventually you you're going to be like, all right. Yeah, so that. getting yeah, bored of it, no, yeah, that's if you're doing the same thing over and yeah. over and over again. How many times? But I do have a curious mindset where yeah. I like oh. doing different stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, if you tell me to yeah. do color a lot, Eventually, I'll be like, hey, bro, I need a black and gray to come mm-hmm. through this door at any moment. Mix it up yeah, exactly. a little bit. Yeah. yeah. That's another thing we got from the seminar. It's like, after you get to a point where you're plateauing, you got to switch it up. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Because, all right, you learn, you only learn so much in this. Now you got to, all right, now I got to reinvent myself. So, it's mm-hmm. a lot of starting over, too. Yeah. yeah. You got mm-hmm. to. You yeah. got to find that well, thing. Even that before makes... tattooing, all my, if you ever look at my resume, nothing correlates to each other. Like, So, yeah. I'm able to be adaptable. 
Yeah, no, I have, have some kind of passions outside of tattooing. Like tattooing, and way I'm, off. Yeah, I'm no, I, I definitely, my goal is to get out, or at least not tattoo full time by the time I'm like, I mean, if if it can, if I can do that around forty, that'd be great. But not, not if you go right at forty five to retire at forty. Hey man, I might, you know. Oh, sure. yeah. Right. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, but I, I always love tattooing. I always yeah. be around it. It's just more so the time taken away from you know your family and then just your body. Like this shit is tough on our Ooh, bodies, like our neck and truck. wrist yeah. and back. So yeah, and I, I def- definitely want to have like different investments in my hands and different yep. things. All right. So this next question. Uh, I think it's a good one. I'm, I'll say I'll probably take the the lead on answering this one. Mm-hmm. You guys can chip in too. But it's like how how to balance your personal life and business, being a father, partner, artist, owner, and friend. So um, I feel like who who, who gave you that question? Uh, you know, yeah. So uh, <laughs> no, nah, I mean, as for me personally, it's something I'm still figuring out. For sure, um, uh, I am. I just became a father recently, about a year ago, and um, I have a wife, of course, and then running the business, and then you know being friends with people and everything too. It could definitely be a struggle, like balancing everything. Um, for me personally, what helps me the best is like I'm very consistent with my like schedule and my my life. Like I'm a very OCD person. Like I I do pretty much the same routine like every week, every day. It ain't hard to find. <laughs> yeah, so it's like I work. Like a specific set of days during the week, um. So I had to cut down my like my days from like five days to four days, um, and sometimes it's three days a week just so I can have you know more time with my family. Mm-hmm. And um, so you you will have to kind of take a loss on the on the financial end, but you know thankfully I'm I'm at a point in my career where I can you know my my pricing is a little bit higher, so I can kind of make more in doing less tattoos. But um, you change the quality of clients. Like yeah, that too. Yeah, right. So, so having the right does help you in yeah, the business sense. Having the right type of clientele, you know, you can still make good money and not have to be at the shop twenty four seven. Friends and family go. I definitely say communication is number one. Yeah. And putting yourself around people that understand. Exactly. Like, oh, oh that's, I got, that's good. I got this. This is where I'm trying to be. I just want you to understand. I'm not neglecting you or whatever. But this is what it is. Yeah, you gotta have a. You know, if you got a partner. You gotta have the partner that understands your lifestyle. Like, I definitely like. This is a lifestyle yeah. career. This isn't just mm-hmm. like for shits and giggles. Yeah. This is yeah. like, hey, and the if team the tattoo's not done by yeah. this time, I'm yeah. not getting home till after that. Yeah, yeah. My, thankfully, you know, my wife, she understands like the grind. She's been with me since maybe I was, before I had this shop, um, before I was even good at tattooing. So she she was there for the grind, going through the right. conventions, mm-hmm. and right? I was working six days a week, seven days a week. Mm-hmm. Um, but she never, you know, there was times, yeah, like, she would miss me and stuff like that. But she understood, you know, and in the long run, it paid off. And it did, you know, so. Yeah, but you were serious about it. Though. Yeah, I'll, yeah. I, I'll be honest. Some of these motherfuckers are insane. With <laughs> their, their, their work. You can. Like, you can. Yeah, bro. Like, oh, I'm just trying to get this off the, off the ground. You know, if I just yeah, actually got my ass up and did it, like, you were grinding, like, hard as fuck every single day to the point where it's like, man, if she didn't support you, I don't know what. But she did. So, in general, <laughs> you got to have people who, who rock with you, yeah, who yeah. want to see you succeed. And if this is the way that you're going to succeed is by hustling and grinding and doing the work. Yeah, that's the only way to succeed. Get yeah. somebody who understands <laughs> yeah. that. Don't be it's, somebody who's yeah. like, 
well, I just wish that, you know, you could prioritize me more and give you a guilt trip when it's like, bitch, who do you think I'm making this money for? Right. I'm well, trying to... It's like, I want more time, <laughs> but I want this vacation, yeah. too. Yeah. 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 You, yeah. you got to sacrifice one right. of them. Yeah. What you want? I definitely think it's better to be single than to be with someone who doesn't understand, you know, our career and our sacrifice that we got to make. So if if you in a situation where they don't understand, it, definitely like drop them like a bad habit. Yeah, that's not worth it. Um, and then definitely prioritize like time with your kids. Like I try to um, say when I'm not at the shop, I, I'm pretty much like a homebody. Like I, I don't really go out to do much other than like recording this podcast, right? <laughs> Which but I'm we're at the, at the shop. The, shop. <laughs> so, <laughs> the most so, you like, ever hear Theo talk. Yeah, right. So I. I try to be there. I don't try to do extra stuff because honestly, I'm I'm pretty simple. I, I like just being at home or, like or here. Yeah, watch so, the game. Yeah, watch the game, play video games, watch anime. So mm-hmm. as long as I get to do that, you know, and spend time with, with my family at the same time, then shoot, to me, that's that's good enough. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so just be consistent. Have a schedule, you know, and stick to it. Expectations for yourself too. Mm-hmm. You're not but then I guess for you to be a a dad, you got the Flash or Superman, you can't be everywhere at once. Another <laughs> aspect is is just knowing the team that you're working with and how to. Oh yeah. Make sure. That oh yeah, we didn't talk about shop owner members. Right, yeah. yeah. So yeah, for, as far as the shop owner aspect, um, yeah, like I got a great team. Like honestly, you see. Jay, you're a great boss, here. man. Man, I'm yeah. still. Compared to all the motherfuckers we were talking to at that seminar, where they were like, "Man, I couldn't get my boss to let me have the time off," or that's crazy. They don't really don't, care about me progressing. That. It's like, no, hell, you were like, no, you should go. Like all of us, encouraging from the get go. Yeah, always, you know. Have, and the most important been, thing yeah. is, is um, Theo didn't have to tell us to go to the seminar. We insisted ourselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. like so, have a good team. Like if you don't have a good team that you can't trust to like. Have your shop's best interests at heart. When you're not there, mm-hmm. then why do you have them on your team at yeah, all? You, so, you, this team is only as good as the weakest person. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Be selective. Not strongest person. He got a security guard. Yeah. Don't don't take people in just um. Oops. But uh, don't take people in just because you want to make the money. Like mm. I'd rather sacrifice on money just so I could be picky and bring the right people in in the long run. Because it's going to be more money in the future. The money to be coming. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can have that short-term payoff where, hey, I'm going to get this money because, you know, it's it's easy. Or I can put the time into finding somebody who's actually going to have the same values and and foresight that I have Mm -hmm. in order to have a better shop. Because, hell, Mm. how do you think we got the best shopping in Atlanta award because he consistently nah, man, preaches it's not about the tattoo all the time it's about the experience you, you, know? Know, you got five minutes left you can leave that review <laughs> but uh but yeah so any uh, other question yeah we got uh i got like two or three more if i don't know if you want to save it for next episode all right so we couldn't get to everybody's questions today but we will answer them on the next episode but um Hopefully you guys, you know, you, you enjoyed watching this episode. You learned a lot about seminars if you didn't um, already know. And, you know, if you got any more questions, if you, if something we didn't touch on, feel free to just, just hit us up and um, we'll be more than glad to, to help y'all answer. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, DM and everything. Yeah, but um, thanks again for watching. It's the third episode. If you haven't already, go ahead, subscribe, like the video. And hit share. that like it's scrabbling, people. <laughs> right, and um, we'll see hit y'all that next time. Bill. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs>